0: welcome to uh, this episode of XI Cafe. Uh, this is the experience improvement podcast uh, proudly brought to you by InMoment. My name's hey, Scott Clark. Hobson. Hey Desmond, my name is Scott. I'm one of the sales directors here at InMoment. Uh, today we're joined by a very keen uh, Desmond Stridham, joining us all the way from beautiful Ballarat, one of my favourite towns in Victoria. Desmond is the customer experience manager uh, from Victoria's state revenue office. Desmond's going to chat to us a little bit today uh, about his journey with a VOC, or Voice of Customer Program, uh, little, a few topics around gaining support from the leadership team, uh, some of the early success the team's had, and share a few stories around that. So Desmond, a massive hello and welcome, and thank you for joining us.
1: Hi, thank you, Scott. Yeah, I'm um, happy to be here and talk about what we've been doing. And um, yeah, obviously, a moment's been, been a big part of that, Um Getting our, getting some of our projects off the ground. Yeah, awesome.
0: Well, why don't we start there? Do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and, and in particular, your role there at um, SRO or State Revenue Office? Yeah.
1: So I've been at the State Revenue Office now for about two and a half years. Um, you know, customer experience not not normally something you would associate with a an office that collects taxes and collects revenue, but actually the State Revenue Office had um the start of a customer experience department even before i started um being run in our, our corporate communications department and i think um it came to a certain point where you know the leaders of the organization realized that i needed to invest really heavily in it um so was was really happy to join um my background was in in customer service in the uk and and here in um here in victoria so you know, customer customer service and customer experience are natural, a natural fit together. Um, yeah, we've just been building on what we already had since then and it's moving really rapidly.
0: Right, um, so tell me Desmond, when did you start with SRO there in Victoria?
1: Yeah, so late late 2020, um, okay. in October 2020 here in, here in Ballarat. So yep. uh, the State Revenue Office has an office here in Ballarat and an office in Melbourne. And um yeah, I realized this is where the action was. So uh, yeah, moved from Melbourne to be here in Ballarat to start this job.
0: Nice and started in the thick of COVID. Always interesting, always a great <laughs>
1: challenge. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that was that was an experience itself because I applied to work with the state revenue of office, interviewed the of stakeholders, and then worked the first. Four or six months without actually meeting anyone face to face, so, so uh, yeah, so unusual. So, the uh, yeah, my career here very much started in the in the spare room, I think. Yeah. Um, but thank goodness, yeah, we're we're all together now, which is good.
0: Yeah, you're not alone. There's a whole cohort of, of, of COVID starters. Um, would Would you tell us a little bit about the the structure of your team uh, there within SRO and 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 how how it operates?
1: Yeah, so um, the customer experience at the State Revenue Office has its its own department, its own branch. Um, and we, uh, so there are three of us working in customer experience at the moment. And we, you know, our skill set really, really ranges from uh, seeking out customer feedback, the strategy around customer experience and how to implement it. And then the third kind of thing that we really specialize in is actually the doing part, you know, um because the main point about seeking out customer feedback and turning it into information that um any organization can use the real value is in actually using it to make changes so the three of us concentrate on on those parts um and the more broadly in at the state revenue office it's we're closely linked to the strategic teams so you know as most government um Organisations do. We've got a clear and also a publicly um, communicated strategy and a plan. You'll have seen the three-year plans of the Treasury and the State Revenue Office published. Yeah. One of those for us is to is to make things easier for for our customers. So we've always re- worked really closely with the strategic teams.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, you mentioned the uh, three focus areas around collecting feedback um, and and defining strategy or executing on strategy. Mm. Um, which comes first is is the feedback designed to align to the strategy are you using the feedback to define the strategy or is it a combination
1: it's a cycle right so <laughs> it's like the old chicken and the egg actually it. It is, you know no no one things comes first the way the way it it works here is it's a it's a process that goes round a continuous feedback process you know yep. now you know, getting customer feedback um, and some of the systems used to do it, like in moment, provide the voice to the customer dashboard, these are relatively new. So in many cases, the an organization will have an objective or strategy first. And then once you start to invest in customer feedback, then the then the cycle begins, you know. Um so once it's once it's working, and I think at the start you do have to figure out how to kick off from a strategy that originally, that exists already. Of course. And as a, as a public entity, a lot of that is about the responsibility we have to our community, you know. Um, so when you start, you have to figure out how you work within that strategy, but after some time, um, and look, cultural change, we're talking more in the, the five-year cycle After some time, you can begin to feed, use customer feedback to actually influence the strategy. So that's when you have that continuous loop going, get feedback from customers, understand your business objectives. What are you able to do? Feed that to your executives so that they're able to um, put together a customer-led strategy. Beautiful.
0: That sounds good if we dive into objective. Um, what, what are the objectives of the VOC program there at SRO? I can't fit many more acronyms in than that. Um, <laughs> what, what, what's, what's the goal of the program? Uh, what's it there to do?
1: Yeah, look, at, at the very highest level, we are clearly linked to our goal of making it easier for customers to understand and fulfill their liabilities. Cool. So, you know, the state revenue office, we work on um, collecting revenue Which is then fed back into the community in the form of services so our main aim and when i started the state revenue office is how can we actually bring that goal that objective of making it easier for people how can we bring that to life um that's that's a broader view you know internally which is as important as what what you kind of say externally how can you create a a culture in the organization, or how can you build on some of the good qualities we already have? And a part of that is about introducing customer feedback at all levels. So you can assist, you know, I'm here at Ballarat. I I sit very close to our amazing customer service um, branch. So how can you get customer feedback through to people on the phone? I'm talking, you know, trends about higher level um, High level themes that you see from customers. How do you get that information through someone taking calls or a team leader that manages 10 people taking calls. Or a technical officer who, who deals with one of the more complex revenue lines. So along with us, we being in service to the community and our customers to understand their taxes. It's also equally important to have the objective of Making customer feedback um, available to to um, people working inside the state revenue office, too.
0: Yeah, great. That sounds that sounds good. With um, with I guess understanding that vision and and the goal for the program, mm. um, when you started, let's call it two and a half years ago thereabouts. Um, how was the journey on getting adoption from the leadership team or decision makers within SRO to invest into a program? Because it's a couple of things, right? It's people's time. It's uh, aligning to strategy. It's, um, you know, sort of committing to the path of a platform and introducing listening posts. And um, like you've recognised, if you're capturing feedback, you need to action it. You need to make changes. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the journey on on bringing the business along and the organisation along with you?
1: Yeah. And look, the... The advantage I always had, starting at the State Revenue Office, is that our leadership team always really engaged and had a really progressive mindset about um, seeking customer feedback, and that's it was, you know, that was a good place to start. But it it gained extra importance during um, during a few events here in Victoria. First of all, the, the terrible bushfires we had, which had a huge impact on our community and then the pandemic which quickly followed so what that meant is that our an organization like the state revenue office was administering all those revenue lines but also providing relief to communities in the form of grants and certain concessions and what that meant was that really quickly we needed a direct line into the the people we were serving because i think a lot of businesses were put in a position that um, they needed to move really quickly. They needed to perhaps change the way they worked. So it was a really unique time to begin. And the executive were always bought into the idea. And of course, some of that was was due to necessity. Yeah. What, um, what was uh, kind of important to understand about procuring a service in the public sector is that it's public money, so there's a big responsibility to provide, um, you know, value for the money that we spend. Yeah. So right at the right at the start, um, dealing with the executive, really important to understand what those clear objectives were, what the outcomes for putting a customer experience plan in place was, and what the timelines involved were. It's always the timelines that that kind of can come as a surprise. I spoke about. Yeah cultural change being in the customer experience space, being a five-year journey, which is really hard to get your head around because it sounds like like ages, you know. So what was essential at the start is the organization that we partnered with actually came um, came to speak to each of the leadership teams separately, understand as a group and understand what their objectives And what they wanted to achieve was and that was right at the beginning of our journey so you know as with all change that you're trying to put in place we kept the people involved each step of the way um and that made it that made it the the proceeding or the the two years that followed um a lot smoother but just the last thing i'll say is that um when introducing executives or any organization to customer experience in particular, what was most important is just to get rid of some of the jog and get rid of some of the mystic part about it. CX, I think you come across as fluffy sometimes. It's no surprise to anyone. What does it actually mean? What is it actually gonna do? I think um, surveying in particular has, gets a pretty bad rap. (laughs) It has a bad reputation and um, so, for our executive, get rid of all the kind of jargon, start to explain how customer feedback can actually be used to make a change. And yeah, that made a big difference.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's good. Look, I won't, I won't take offence to the survey comment, um, and, and, and we'll, we'll substitute the word survey with the word signals, uh, which I think is far more telling for the direction of of CX and voice of customer. It's all about um, signals you can you can get from your customers, um, solicited and un, un, as you guys are doing, um, the engagement with executives um, and understanding what they're looking for from a program. Mm. Um, did that help define a success criteria for you? Um, that, that may well still be ongoing, a couple of years to run perhaps, if it aligns to
1: five years. That's did right. Did that come from yeah. the executive? It did, yep. it did. So, you know, it helped myself and and our partners, um, and I know you work with Kiri. Kiri was with us in Melbourne doing this work. Um, it helped us really define from the executive point of view, who are the most experienced people in our organisation, you know, in understanding where we sit in the broader context, really helped us understand what they wanted to achieve. And here's the important part for the State Revenue Office, what that comfortable pace of progress looks like. Each organisation is different, some move a lot faster, you know, in, in a space like ours where we're collecting revenue, or we deal with compliance and legislation, that pace is a little slower, you know, because because of the responsibility involved. So having those discussions really early on um, helped us understand that. And what it means is we can place, we can plan the program appropriately and then there are far fewer roadblocks later on. Um, so, yeah, it was very worthwhile.
0: That's, yeah, that's great. A term um, I've heard used before is progress over perfection. Uh, uh, it yeah, may well, have been you. May have been you who said that. But um, no. is that a good example of sort of managing internal expectation around program outcomes? Is is let's move forward. Let's not worry about getting to you know absolute best practice, bulletproof program too soon.
1: As long as yeah, look, and that's and that concept, um, progress over perfection, is something that is woven through the program at all levels. Because the natural tendency is to aim for the ideal right, especially when it comes so later on in the process you've got customer feedback you have decided on something you want to do you then in project land and managing those projects. And it is really easy to set this ideal goal that takes years to get to or it takes a long time to get to and you either don't make it or you get to where you're going and the, the goalposts have changed so that. Shift in thinking um, is a really essential part of of the entire program and what the outcomes are, um, and it's something you constantly have to drag people and and ideas back towards. Let's, what can we do right now to make a difference on the path to where we're going? Very difficult, <laughs> of very easy to very easy to talk about, but in practice, it could sometimes feel like you're undershooting. You know. But um, yeah, this idea of iteration is, is something that takes a lot of practice, I think. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, in terms of the program as it exists today, um, can you share with the audience some examples of how you're actually using the data, collected the feedback um, to drive some changes?
1: Yeah, so our um, the, the kind of jewel in our, in our program at the moment, and we're very new, we've only been running it for a year Yep. Our listener, yeah, oh, less than a year actually. <laughs> we launched our first survey in May, and that was okay. a contact a contact center survey. So after someone calls us, you know, we send them a survey invite by, by email um, in the two or three days that follow, and, and ask them for their experience. Our customers have just exceeded our expectations in engaging with the survey. You know, we have a fantastic response rate of over 15%. Um, of customers who respond to that survey and it's a, it's a longer form survey, so they're really investing their time. Feedback from that from that one survey has really been spread across the whole organization. So, you know, if you think about our business as managing a collection of, of taxes, for instance, revenue lines, um, we use that feedback and split it up and actually go and communicate it, communicate it with those teams. So. A really great example of, of changes being made there, which might be, might be easy to relate to, is feedback about the portals, all these portals that we use. We have them also at the State Revenue Office. We've got two amazing ones. We've got a land tax portal where people can log in and a payroll tax portal amongst others. And we've used feedback from people who are calling to actually make changes to the way our portals work and carry that carry that journey on so um, very practical very uh, change that can be made in a a short period of time um, and has a big impact for our customers Um, smaller changes may seem small but you know you're able to um, make more of them in a short period of time and actually can have quite a big impact for customers in the end
0: yeah nice that's um that's great and driving change off the back of customer feedback, very customer centric Over you naturally. Um, Is there a process within SRO where you, I guess sort of uh, aggregate all the feedback you're collecting, uh, view it through a different lens at SRO to prioritize what areas you want to invest into change, if it's portal changes, if it's procedural changes, if it's contact center, um, objective changes. Um, Does something happen internally that allows you to prioritize next actions?
1: Yeah, so um, the it depends on the it depends on how big the change you want to make is. But one, if we take a step back in in a, in voice of the customer, what you're doing as a, a part of your job as a a CX team is the analysis and reporting. That's a really essential step, right? So it's at that point where you're quickly able to gauge what gets done now, what needs more consideration what needs maybe consideration and investment. So just as we've started to get ahead around this, we produce a really detailed report, for example, every quarter for our executive, You know, talking a bit about the higher level things, but being able to dig into it. Um, generally that's focused on larger changes that the executive can get together and discuss and, and to think about how it fits into their plan. Um, at a more local level, here in Ballarat for instance, we produce customer feedback reports every month for the revenue lines. And this is for the branch manager and frontline teams. So those tend to be more focused on smaller local changes. Yeah. so we have a great flat structure here at the, at the state revenue office, which means you can present customer feedback and get buy-in for making change really quickly. Um, but it's at those it's at those quarterly reports that you present your executive where you can, and our executive are really open to it. You can pitch for bigger ideas, um, you know. And it, I think that's that's important. Maybe that's why we've been a bit more successful here, is because uh, our executive, of the state of revenue office, have put a lot of trust and faith in our analysis, and our, they've given us space to have ideas, which is awesome. Because the analysis and the idea creation goes hand in hand, you know. Um, so that's been a really key part. That's how we communicating it at the at the moment. Um, the only caveat there, not maybe not caveat, but something that I've increasingly realised is that organisations have a have a capacity for change over time, and it's very easy as a, a researcher and an al- analyst to exceed that, you know pump out a lot of research, a lot of customer feedback. So that's something you always have to be mindful of because it's really easy to fatigue your stakeholders with continuous research. And that's where stepping into the doing space can um, really change people's perception of customer experience, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: you talk about and congratulations on maintaining trust with the executive team off ah, the back of yeah, the yeah. program, yeah. Um, which is naturally really important. Um, yeah. Do you find the robustness of your survey program, maybe the the high response rate you've spoken about 15% um, from one mm-hmm. channel, um, do you think that's helping? Are you getting a high volume of feedback from customers that that help and, and validate the interpretation of the analytics that you put forward because you're hearing from a good portion of the population there in Victoria?
1: That's right. Yeah. So, um, that's been a really important part of, as you say, validating what we're hearing. Um, you know, at the moment, we've got a program that is at the top of our peers. You know, we survey more people in other revenue offices. We go f- deeper into the business than other revenue offices. And that's been a key part of when you're starting out, put your weight into making the surveys as successful and as wide reaching as possible so that you you're presented with this wealth of information. And what it actually means is apart from, you know, when I'm presenting to people or speaking to you, for instance, I can say, well, this is 5,000 customers. This has a lot of weight behind it. What it also means is that you're able to dissect the information into smaller portions to ask specific questions, which is where the contact center is just, oh, it's just been so amazing because you have access to everyone calling about all these different issues and we just survey you how did it go? what did you call about? what it means later on is that we're able to segment the customers into what they're doing or perhaps um, the services they use and you're able to interrogate those those segments really closely. So that's been a huge advantage. Now it's you know as as the program progresses, we'll actually narrow the focus so that we, Survey customers of a specific revenue line, perhaps, or at a certain time, or people who use the website. But as a starting of point, the contact centre has been uh, yeah, it's really exceeded our expectations. Yeah, that's excellent. Um, earlier you
0: spoke about uh, it being public money which you're investing. Um, naturally uh, within SRO there's an expectation on delivering an outcome. That's right. Um, whether it's efficiencies in in processes and procedures and or reduction in time spent handling things what does the path look like ahead um, for for recognizing that for understanding and and i guess sort of validating the steps that you've taken have you mapped that out is that something you'll do as the program evolves what does it look like
1: yeah so a key part so there's sort of two elements to realizing that value for money right the first one we've spoken a bit about which is investing in making it easier for people to understand their liabilities and, and pay them. So that's the doing part, the changes you make based on feedback. And of course, you know, becoming more customer centric as an as an organization. Other part of, of realizing that value is to expand your program. You know, yeah. make sure you're focused on expanding the program and the listing posts out across the organization it's really difficult uh you know i just say expand and go for it it's actually incredibly hard because each time you put a listening post in place especially if it's one that continuously gathers information you're dealing with technical aspects the data privacy how all of that works and the time and money but in order to make the most of the time you have and the money that you're spending it's really essential that you have it mapped out where the listening post should go, how does that align to your business priorities and what the next two years looks like so that you are constantly pushing it forward. Um, At the moment, most customer satisfaction in in the public sector is based on smaller or call-based surveys, which is obviously just just one channel, you know. Um, The real value in understanding satisfaction in a holistic way is to get into areas of the business where you don't think you would normally be, get out of customer service, you know, go into into some of the the corners of your your business and that's that's where you really start to get a return on on your investment.
0: Yeah, amazing. Um, you may have answered my next question because because you talked a lot about expansion, but what's next? For SRO and your voice of customer program,
1: uh, where are things headed? Yeah, look, so what's next is, um, is to go into specific re- revenue lines. Think of it as, you know, departments or branches of a business and actually speak to customers who are specifically doing this one thing or accessing this one government service. It's It's pretty rare. You know, starting out in a contact center where you just dealing with everyone is is a very common place to start. And what's next for us over the next two years is to launch these listening posts in specific areas for specific customers. Um, Lots of opportunity to do that because uh, each service, like for us, we have these major, major revenue lines, have customers that do very specific things at certain things of the year like a payroll tax customer might every month log on to do their reconciliation or once a year land tax customers get a, a notice and assessment at a certain time so by narrowing your focus and in getting into these customers you can provide a lot of value uh, for the business and for those customers specifically the aim we've the aim we've always had is to roll out surveys continuously in the first three years of the program and to try and make sure that at least a good portion of those surveys are the more difficult kind, which what I mean by that is the ones that are ongoing. So, um, you know, the contact center is an example of that. A once-off survey would be us just sending a survey to a group of people once. It It is more difficult to do those ongoing. So we've set ourselves a target of getting those across the line in these next few years.
0: Yeah, nice. That's very exciting. Um, Desmond, we've used our half an hour. It's felt like five minutes, but it's it's been really interesting. Um, yeah. So look, on on behalf of the team at the moment, thank you so much for for coming along, sharing your story, um, your journey with SRO um, over the last two and a half years. And and you know, huge congrats on what you've achieved and good luck with the program over the next few years. And, and let's hope we can come back and do another XI Cafe session in 12 months and hear how things are progressing. Um, Yeah, thank thank you. For those that have joined, thanks for joining. And uh, we do hope to see you again on on another session of XI Cafe coming up real soon. So Desmond, thanks very much and have an awesome day.
1: Thanks, Scott. Bye-bye.